Howdy. <laughs> John Walker here, Dr. Walker. We'll leverage your time, balance your life. And our guest is going to be co-host, my daughter, the marvelous Wendy Whitus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and Wendy, <laughs> what are you going to talk about today? Oh, I'd love to talk about my job today. You know, you've got such an interesting job. You do so many different things. So just throw it out and, and just tell people what you do. Okay. So... What I do for a living is I'm a freelance location scout for film and TV and commercials in the Charlotte area. And you might not think of Charlotte as being a, a hubbub for, you know, a hub for production. But there are a lot of commercials, there are a lot of commercials and we stuff. We do yeah. a lot of commercials in the Charlotte area, a ton of commercials. A lot of people don't know that. So while we're not Hollywood or Atlanta, we do Wonder quite a bit of filming. why they do so many commercials here. It's kind of interesting. I guess they've got... This crew and all yeah. that. But anyway, go on. Go it ahead. is interesting, and I've wondered why um, often that there are a lot of, um, there's well, a lot of companies places. that are headquartered yeah. in well, the Charlotte right. area. So we do all of the North Carolina lottery commercials in our area. We do um, all of the Harris Teeter and Food Lion commercials for the Southeast. Those are grocery stores in the right, Southeast. right. Um, but we do a number of uh, all sorts of brands. Yeah, uh, yeah. brands and, and mm-hmm. national. Mm-hmm. Uh, national, And it couldn't be also because the geography is so great here. Yes. You can have city stuff. You can have country stuff. And exactly. You can go to the mountains. You can go to the coast. You can go around. So that's another reason probably to have commercial. But tell me, yeah. what, is, what does a scout do? What? So a, a location scout is exactly what it sounds like. They, we scout and we look for locations for these uh, productions to take place. So sometimes it might be a, somebody's home, a residential home, or it might be an office building, or even working with roads mm-hmm. and the Department of Transportation to shut down roads for driving scenes. Mm-hmm. So any place that any kind of production happens, you'll need a location scout. Right. Um, unless it's done in a studio completely, then you won't need one. But other than that... So what you do, you as I understand, is you take... The director from, say, Los Angeles call or a producer of mm-hmm. L.A. will call and say, I need a house or I need a field or whatever. So exactly. you go around and t- tell them what you do then. Okay. So, so one thing I do is I, you're, like you said, I'll get a call from a producer. Sometimes it's a local producer. Sometimes it's somebody that I've never heard of from, never heard of before. Um, that I've been referred to. London, somebody yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've had all sorts of people call me from all all around the country and other countries as well <laughs> to look for locations. Uh, usually, they will send me. Let's say it's a commercial. They'll send me um, a treatment mm-hmm. of the commercial with some storyboards mm-hmm. sometimes, or a script, um, or some kind of location specs. So right. they might send a lookbook with mm-hmm. some pictures. Um, but let's say let's start with the easy stuff because that's uh, typically your residential home. Right, right. Um, a lot of commercials are filmed in kitchens and driveways and all sorts of things. If you start looking at commercials, you'll see families in the living room uh, playing a board game, or you'll see a car commercial right. where someone's pulling up into a driveway. And those are typically done at somebody's real home, and right. it's not usually somebody associated with the the production at all. Mm-hmm. It's somebody that has. I have reached out to or other people have reached out to and and asked them would they be willing to let us use their home in exchange for compensation 
uh, for this commercial. I mean, and also, it depends on their high-scale homes, low-scale right. homes. So, so if you get the specs... And mm-hmm. so then you go around looking at certain homes, and then what do you do? Take pictures or something? And then I will, if it's fresh scouting, so I have a database already because I've done so many projects of probably 200, maybe 300 homes of all types. Mm-hmm. So everything from very lower class mm-hmm. homes for productions that I've done that have needed right. something like that to multi-million dollar mansions. Right. Um, so I have a pretty wide database that, that I can draw from, but let's say it's something very unique and I need to do some fresh scouting. Someone needs uh, like a Tudor style home um, with a L shaped driveway, right. you know, that, that, that's really important. Then I need to go research that. <laughs> yeah. I'll find some stuff usually using um, some of my um, realtor friends. Right. So they might have some ideas or I'll go on Zillow right. or I'll just look, do a lot of research on the internet find the neighborhoods that have that style home. And then I'll drive around and I carry flyers with me that um, ask, tell a little bit about the project. And um, I'll drop those in people's mailboxes that look appropriate. And I probably get maybe 5% or less of the people that I give a a flyer to will call me and and say, what is this about? This sounds interesting. A lot of people think it's a scam. (laughs) It's like I'm trying to break into their home. Uh, but I always put my credentials and have them check me out and say, "Feel free to call the Charlotte mm-hmm. Film Office, right. and you know mm-hmm. they can tell you tell you about me." Um, but when somebody does say, "Yeah, well, I'd like you to come out and scout," then I then I go and take pictures inside and outside of the home, and I present those options mm-hmm. to the director and producer. They take a look and usually offer feedback, and then it's kind of like a beauty pageant from there. Uh-huh. They'll they'll have their favorites. Sometimes the director will go look in person. Sometimes they choose just from the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so these people get compensated fairly yes. well too, right? Yeah, they can, and it depends on the project and how much of an invasion of their space that we'll be doing. Um, you know, sometimes it's a crew of maybe 10 people and we're not going to disrupt them very much. But sometimes um, a recent commercial I worked on, we had 65 people in this homeowner's backyard (laughs) and a lot of furniture rearranging it. Even though it was a backyard, it was a very upscale home, very high end. And so that person, that homeowner got compensated very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, tell me what a location manager is, because you're also a location manager. Yep. So the second step, once I've scouted, then for most productions, and I'm going to say probably from now on all productions, then I'm I transition into the location manager for mm-hmm. the shoot. So that involves everything from some prep work, um, paperwork, and making maps for crew, all of that to get them to the right place. Um, and then on this sh- day of the shoot, then I become kind of the liaison between the production company and the homeowner. Mm-hmm. So if that has become so important because a production will want the world and a mm-hmm. director may want something crazy done, like, can you chop down this tree in your yard <laughs> so we can get a better shot from the street? And so I'm giving an extreme example, but that's not too extreme. I've had people ask me crazy stuff before. And so then I can be the bad guy and say, no, the homeowner prefers that you not (laughs) chop down that tree. Uh, They really like that tree. And sorry. So the homeowner doesn't have to be in that uncomfortable position of feeling, well, you're paying me. Do I have to Mm -hmm. 
dropped on a tree. And right. yeah, so I become that liaison. Um, and also from the production, from the other standpoint of the production company too, if anything goes, um, goes wrong, wrong or, yeah. you know, we need to repair some, some damage, minor or major, then I can negotiate those yeah. kind of repairs. Now, I also know that it's a lot more involved, the location manager, than just that. For mm-hmm. example, I know that you did a commercial for Marathon mm-hmm. Gas. So tell about what you had to do with that. I so was that, a- was, that was probably one of my favorite commercials um, to work on. It was, I think I had about 10 days on that shoot. We filmed for three days. It was in Hickory, North Carolina, that area. How many people were filming? And filming? we had... I'd say we had a cast and crew of just under 100, maybe 80 people, mm. because we had probably closer to 100, actually. We had, um, over the course of three days, I think we had 17 vehicles of mm-hmm. so 17 cars that were driven. We had multiple roads that were used, everything from rural to um, downtown mm-hmm. Hickory City streets. Um, we had some drone work. Wow, um, that's complicated. We filmed at a marathon gas station, but we also filmed um, all these anecdotal scenes, like lifestyle vignettes at a football game and a tailgating party. And Wendy, you all did that in three days. That's incredible. Three days speed. of shooting. They must have been fast crew. That is unbelievable. It was. It was about you know three days of shooting. You have ten hour days. So that's thirty hours mm. of shooting. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, had much, stored board, yeah. boards and everything lined oh, yeah. up just real well. They knew how to They knew do it. what to do, A, A, B, C, D. So, yeah. And I work with a crew that has, um, you know, multiple people in different departments all knowing what they're doing, really right. skilled, um, able to pull things off quickly because they've, right. they're professionals and right. they've done it and they've done many, it for many, years. Uh, yeah. But then about the roads, you have to close the roads and mm-hmm. you have to get the the police involved and all that. Yeah. So you're in charge of that, too. That's I mean, you're right. In charge, and you're also in charge of getting rooms for the people to no. stay in? Oh, no. you're not? No, no. not uh, not as a location manager. As a coordinator, production coordinator, I've done that in the past. But as a location manager, my responsibility only falls for the shooting locations, not for um, crew lodging and things like that. So not locations like that. Um but that location manager for that marathon and stuff like that it was is a lot. really a lot. It was a lot because now, you do you have to that, work with... Why do you say that was your favorite? What? I think because it was just the right level of challenge where they... I had so... I, I love logistics, so that's why I'm really good at my job. So yeah. I love solving those puzzles and right. solving problems with, you know, making sure everything is all buttoned up and coordinated. And I think it was... I had the luxury of having enough days of prep time to make it where it wasn't stressful. Mm -hmm. And I was working with some really great people at the city of Hickory and at schools in Hickory. Um, Like I said, we used a high school Mm -hmm. for a football game scene. And just uh, working with great people, um, the producer was super kind and and just really um, easy to get along with. Easy to get along with. Gave a lot of praise, which goes a long way with me, you know, mm-hmm. for a job well done and just really encouraging. Um, so fun, fun people to work with on that. And 
Also, just like solving those problems. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you like, you're real good at meeting people, too, Mm -hmm. because you got to meet. You got to meet the city manager and all exactly. that, and get that approved. So that's yep. pretty neat. So you need a lot of prep time. Yeah, working now, with police, working with Department of Transportation, right. all of those things, road closures and now detours. What, and what all does that. a production manager do? What do they do? So a production manager is basically in charge of Everything. overseeing the entire production. So they hire the crew. They see the big picture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have your different departments within the production. You have a lighting department, camera department, locations department, art department, Mm -hmm. all of those things. Um, Sound, I could go on and on. But So they they see the big picture and make sure that the department heads of all of those, um, all of those pieces of the puzzle have all the information they need to get their job done. Okay, so when when you worked with Brad on that, Commercial, you were a production manager. I was a production coordinator, which is one step below a production manager. (laughs) This is confusing. (laughs) It is. Well, there's a lot. And it, you know, it it overlaps, but it depends on the size of the production. Sometimes you only have a manager or only Mm -hmm. have a coordinator. But for that one, we had, I was working with Jason Summers and he was the manager. Yeah. Um, And I was his coordinator. So, he oversaw everything, and I did all the detail work. You got like, everything, yeah. yeah. Getting, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, tell us about that horror story that you had with that movie. Okay, I, this is <laughs> from my favorite project to my least favorite project. So it's rare that I get to work on a movie, but I did get to work on... Wasn't uh, it? You were a producer for one movie. I was a producer for two movies in yeah. 2021. Now, what's the producer? Oh, well... <laughs> Oh, a producer is even higher up than the production manager yeah, right. and has a lot of responsibilities, including accounting and the um, the the budget. And um, getting everybody. Yeah. yeah, so that was different. Those were small, small movies, though. Um, both movies were filmed in 15 days each. Wow. And with a crew of about maybe 20 or 25. Oh, yeah, small And yeah. Yeah. less than... Right around half a million dollars. Right, so right. Those are real small. Really small. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, the horror story. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, backing up to um, 2020, I got a call in around January 2020 um, to see if I could location scout for a movie that was coming to Charlotte. And it sounded like a great film. I read the script. I was all in. I thought it was going to be so much fun. And it really was fun. The scouting was uh, super fun. You um, went all over North Carolina. I did. So this was a, fam- a drama, a family drama um, about a boy who beca- had an accident and became a, a quadriplegic based loosely on a true story. And he had a monkey as a service animal because they have opposable thumbs and they can do things that, you know, that he couldn't do anymore. And, and so this is a big budget great. movie. Wasn't it? it was a pretty big budget movie. Um, I think it was around fifteen million dollars. Independent movie, so not a studio backed movie. So they had a so finite amount of money, mm-hmm. and I know they spent every penny of it and but, more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they went deep into debt on this yeah. project. Um, well, but, they went into debt on just finding the location. Finding the location. I mean, oh my goodness! The director would change Oy. his mind, and the yeah. oh, <laughs> he was a little crazy. A lot of directors have a, a very manic personalities, and he sure did. 
And uh, yeah, so when you're scouting a movie, it's so much different than a commercial because you have so many, typically, so many locations to find. You know, you may have just a small scene in a restaurant and that's one location. And then, so I think we had... We had about 20 locations, aside from streets and driving and all that, we had 20 locations, and this movie was filmed half of it in California, California. and half of it in North Carolina, um, so I'm just speaking to the North Carolina side of things. We had 20 locations, and we had 20 days of shooting. What? 20 days with 20 locations? That's, That's incredible. Right. No wonder you got... It was very <laughs> stressful, so... The location scouting was great because that is all done well before the movie starts. But I was working with um, the, eventually I started working with the location manager for that movie. And that's a totally different animal than being a location manager for a commercial. Um, She was great. Her name was Ellen. And she knew that I was... And had no on, experience. Yeah, and she's worked on major, she major has. movies. So yeah. I looked up all the movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. The first, the original Hunger Games, uh, the Homeland TV mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. when it was filmed in the Charlotte area. She's worked on a lot of big, big things. Um, but she's been a location manager for movies primarily for a long time. And uh, she asked me to be her assistant location manager or ALM for the movie mm-hmm. while it was shooting. And I told her, you know, Ellen, I don't have any experience in that, but if you're willing to have somebody green and mm-hmm. teach me what I need to know and even anticipate things, teaching me things that I don't even know to ask, then sure, I'll try it out. I'll try anything once. <laughs> I'll try anything once. And after that, it was never again because being a location assistant location manager is probably one of the hardest it is the hardest job I've ever done in my life, and that those twenty days were so stressful that and then I also, threatened to quit, yeah. and I I did quit basically in the middle of it, and just said I just can't do this anymore. I was losing weight, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, I I could not, I didn't have an appetite, I couldn't eat without. Well, just I remember getting physically yeah, sick. You, I, you were really you couldn't eat, you couldn't sleep, yeah, and but I remember like. You would get a location, and the director would say, "No, they would change the location, or you'd have it oh, set up yeah. to for uh, go to Charlotte. No, you only go to Charlotte. And then in Charlotte, you had de- two downtown sh- shots in Charlotte mm-hmm. that you had to get police, uh, all that stuff, and parking yep. for I don't know how many trucks. Oh, uh, that's trucks oh my goodness! Have. Because you have a different, you have a base camp with." Movies, so you've seen probably seen you have movie trailers that have you know you have your cast trailers, and then you have a wardrobe trailer, and then you have the assistant director's trailer, and all these trailers, and I don't know maybe fifteen trailers that that you had to, you move, had to move, park for and move every and, day. Yeah, every different location you needed a different base camp. Sometimes that was at the location, but we were so big. Our base camp was so big that a lot of locations didn't have enough parking for a, a you know, right. a thing like that. So that's another layer. We it's not just getting the location for for the the shoot, but also for the parking. Right. And sometimes those were not the same. Yeah. yeah. And you get it set up for one day and the director said, Wait a minute, we want to do it the next day or something. Right. Wow. We had some weather we had some <laughs> weather things that happened the first week. This crew was from California. They're not used to 
This was spring in the Carolinas. They are not used to rain. They're not used to these seasonal thunderstorms. And of course, you know, we're like, what's the rain plan? Well, we don't really have a rain plan. You know, we had these locations all locked for certain dates and and because anytime you change anything, it changes the whole thing. You might have an actor that's not scheduled to work that day. So, you know, when you change a, a location, you're it's not just changing there. that. You're changing everything. So, sure enough, <laughs> oh, first day of shooting, we had this major thunderstorm. That was the day at the quarry where we had this the stunt dive. Um, we were able to get the make the day and get it done um, because there wasn't an that a whole lot scheduled other than that big dive scene that day, which was very fortunate. Yes. Very fortunate because we had to work around the thunderstorms that came in and the first, you know, and it was also, a violent like, thunderstorm. You had, you had violent thunderstorms, yeah. but you had the shoot, they had cameras in boats, the cameras yeah. from the, they had cameras all over and you had to set all that up. Too, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so that was day one. And that freaked them out because there was more rain scheduled for the rest of the week. And so day one, while we're shooting that, the producer decides, oh, we, we need to push these other dates at this cabin to another week because it's going to rain. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, just work in the rain. You've got to work in the rain in, yeah. you know, in North <laughs> Carolina. And uh, so, yeah, long story short, we did have to end up, Changing some dates, which was just made everything oh, a nightmare. I was just never ahead. I was never ahead. I was always behind, and that was why it was so stressful. Yeah, and being conscientious, no wonder you couldn't sleep and oh, couldn't my eat yeah. and everything. It was just, I remember it was just horrendous. Because yeah. so, it but, literally would not get done if I if I didn't do yeah. it. Well, You're affecting all trying, these people's well, careers. What they were trying to do, I think, Wendy, is they were trying to make a major, major movie mm-hmm. with a low budget, yeah. and they didn't give you enough time to make those switches. On a big movie, they would give more time for a scene and stuff like that. Right? I guess so, and plus that director was just crazy. So The director was crazy <laughs> and nearly drove you crazy. Yeah. But oh, that was the worst. The came, other thing um, you really enjoy and, oh yeah and especially you enjoy solving puzzles yeah so we've talked about uh we talked about a location scout a location manager a production coordinator a uh, production manager and a producer all mm-hmm. of that in about 20 minutes and it's been real interesting thank you wendy but you always end the end our podcast by asking two questions or saying two things well i do and i I don't know what people would learn that they could take away to apply to their lives from this one, but if you can think of something that you would take away or maybe an interesting thing you learned that you can tell somebody else about, that's yeah, what it is. And, so. uh, yeah, you can tell something interesting about it, but also um, you might have learned how to balance things, how to uh, work with people, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing, and... Uh, learning to say no to certain projects, so they've learned that. And if you thought this podcast was entertaining, uh, then tell other people that's about right. it, right? Yep, that's it. And Wendy, you were great, not a great host, but a great <laughs> guest, and very interesting. And thank you for sharing that with us, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.